0: And welcome to OUA in Conversation. My name is Justine Jones.
1: And I'm Griffin Porter. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. Justine, we've got a great guest coming up.
0: I'm so excited. We had Emily Van Dam from the Trent Women's Lacrosse team and it was a great interview, so stay tuned for that later on.
1: Yeah, but first we'll get into some of the highlights that you might have missed in the OUA this weekend. We'll start off with Uh, the tennis last week we got to chat with Justine Bryson of the Western Mustangs women's tennis team and of course her team took part in the championships this weekend
0: some great matches there for sure Pia from the U of T women's team was also named one of the OUA athletes of the week so congratulations to both those teams involved
1: yeah also a couple of big soccer matches that took place last week in the Nipissing versus McMaster on the women's side Justine uh, we thought those were going to be really close games, but Nipissing won 3-0 Friday and 2-0 on Saturday. No goals for McMaster this weekend.
0: Yeah, I was I was super surprised. Nipissing obviously is a great team. So is Mac. So I was expecting maybe one to take one game, the other t- to take the other game, or a couple of draws in there. Um, so yeah, super surprising. Also, shout out to them from doing the trip to from Nipissing to Mac in a weekend. I think the games were one on either side. that is a long trip I remember doing that um as part of the the York team
1: yeah so a couple of statement wins from the Lakers there maybe the new favorites in the OUA
0: yeah well I'm excited hopefully they'll match up potentially later on in, in the playoffs
1: for sure and
0: over on the men's side um I think I have the bragging rights here uh, I thought York. we weren't
1: going to talk about this one Justine. no I'm
0: bringing it up I'm bringing it up the York men's soccer team played the Carlton men's soccer team. And so York won two, nothing on Friday. And then there was a one, one draw on Sunday. Um, So with that, the uh, national rankings, uh, there's a bit of a shakeup with those.
1: Yeah. So Carlton was ranked second and York was ranked third going into the weekend, but now Carlton drops down to fourth. Whereas York, now the number one team in Canada in terms of those U sports rankings in men's soccer.
0: And George Zimis from the York Lions uh, men's soccer team, he was named one of the OUA Athletes of the Week. He's the goalie for the team. He allowed only one goal against the nationally ranked Carleton squad. So what a weekend for him.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I think this is only going to serve as motivation for the Ravens. Uh, they're going to come back stronger than ever. They
0: will. They also had a great goal. Did you see that, Griffin?
1: <laughs> Did I ever? Yeah. That looked like uh, something you'd see out of the Premier League.
0: Yeah, there was a... You, actually, I'm not even going to try to explain it, but it was a beautiful, beautiful goal from the Carlton Ravens. Uh, you got to check it out on the, the Carlton... Instagram pages they actually compared it to one of the goals by Manchester United they did like a side-by-side because it was super similar
1: yeah so at CU Ravens on Instagram you can find the video of the goal they're definitely worth taking the time to check out
0: and for all your other highlights stats scores and for your schedule for the upcoming week be sure to check out oua.ca
1: definitely go do that now Justine we had a great interview with Emily should we get right into it
0: let's do it
1: It is now time for us to introduce this week's guest all the way from Trent University, Emily Van Dam. Emily is a goaltender for Trent's women lacrosse team. She was a 2019 OUA first team all-star as well as a 2019 OUA champion. She's also played junior B lacrosse with the Wallaceburg Red Devils men's team. Emily, welcome to OUA In Conversation.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for joining us. I guess we'll start at the beginning. How did you get involved with lacrosse in the first place?
2: Um, so I have four older brothers actually and oh, wow. all five of us ended up playing lacrosse so I started uh, playing box cross when I was about five years old and it honestly just became the biggest part of my life and like it's just a huge part of like my family's identity in my hometown and then it's just like a big big part of me.
0: So how was it growing up with you said four older brothers. I have two brothers, but they're both younger. I couldn't imagine four and all of them older. How was that?
2: I mean, it was a lot different when I was younger as opposed to okay. now. I was definitely like a little bit of a punching bag. It definitely made me mm-hmm. like develop like a like a tough skin and I definitely can hold my own now. So I guess in that regard, it was it's a good thing. But now that we're older, it's really cool. Like we're all really close still and they have families and now I'm just the cool aunt
1: absolutely and you said you started out in box lacrosse do you have a a preference between box lacrosse and field lacrosse
2: um I feel like if you would have asked me that a couple years ago my answer would be different I actually didn't start playing field lacrosse until university so box lacrosse was all I had known so yeah I guess a couple years ago I would have said box lacrosse but I've definitely found my little niche in field lacrosse and it's getting up there now
1: yeah it seems like field lacrosse has come to you pretty uh pretty smoothly
0: (laughs) um And I was also wondering too, so I know, like, why did you decide to become a goalie? I feel like that is such like a difficult position. And like, I know from like soccer, hockey, there's like a running joke, like goalies are like a bit odd. Like, why did you decide to become a goalie? Yeah,
2: that's actually a funny story. So when I was younger, my brothers needed a target. So naturally, little sister gets thrown in the net in the backyard. And I just took off from there. I loved it. Actually, I hated it at first. (laughs) Until I got it, and then I loved it. But yeah, no, I was just kind of tossed in there. No equipment, no nothing. Just here you go, we're gonna shoot balls at you, and I didn't really have a choice. So
1: you're really forged in the fire. No wonder you're a OUA all star. (laughs) so yeah so one thing that we saw on twitter was that you are a big uh, proponent of bell let's talk day we were just wondering how important it is for you to uh, continue to discuss mental health especially in the world of sports
2: yeah well it's interesting for me as well because i'm also in the um i'm in my bachelor of education right now Mm. so mental health is a huge focus not only in schools but yeah bringing it into the realm of sports it's really important for student athletes to know that there are resources for them out there and I feel like a lot of people there's still that big stigma where people don't want to talk about it and don't want to seek that help but for me it's just I'm really a really strong um, proponent of just like talking through your feelings seeking help when you need it and it's okay to be vulnerable yeah
1: we know that life well Justine would know better than I would but that life of a student athlete can be so busy with so much going on and so many demands on your time Uh, how do you just sort of keep it all under control. For
2: me, I seek support often through my friends and family. That's my go-to. Like if I'm struggling with like the smallest thing, I have my roommates that are here who are some of my best friends. My mom's a phone call away and I lean on her a lot. But other than that, yeah, it's just seeking help from the people that are around me.
0: And um, I know you're you're uh, one of the kind of older athletes on the team so how has your kind of role changed um over the years both on the field but also off the field as you kind of become like a leader on the team yeah so
2: lucky enough for me in 2019 I was elected a captain so I've been a captain 2019 2020 and now and it's just really awesome to have like the effect on the younger players like they come to me if they have a question about like a play or where they should be on the field but it's also moving into like where do I need where do I find help for schoolwork? Or how do I manage school and lacrosse and life? And I just love the fact that I'm the person that people are open to coming to. Like the fact that I have like a welcoming presence and people are comfortable is just like a really big deal for me. And it just makes me happy.
0: Dare I and say course, the king mom?
2: Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough.
1: Um, and of course, there was no OUA in 2020. So how much did that affect your role still serving as a captain for your younger teammates what did you try and do differently and what did you try and keep the same while there were no actual games going
2: on yeah honestly it was just coming to practices because we still luckily we got to have our practices during uh, the fall and it was just coming with like an open mind and like a really positive attitude just knowing that like we were here for a reason working towards 2021 and then just making the best out of the time that we had together Honestly, it was just a lot of team building and kind of fun and games, but still having the eye on next year. Like how can we build now to be prepared for next year?
0: And what was, did you have any like super fun, like team building activities or anything that like really stands out to you in that kind of weird COVID times?
2: Yeah, we played a lot of, we kind of made hybrid games. So we have Lockheed, which is lacrosse hockey. Okay. And then we had lacrosse baseball. So it was just kind of like trying to incorporate just fun into the practices, kept people coming every week. And it was just a way to get together and have fun, but still have some lacrosse aspects in there. Yeah, it's a great awesome. way to
1: keep in game shape. Yeah. Uh, just switching gears for a sec, we mentioned off the top that you did play with the uh, Wallaceburg Red Devils men's lacrosse team. How did that come to be?
2: Um, when I started box lacrosse at the age of five, I played on the men's team. Um, there was no. I'm some from a really, really small community where women's lacrosse is not like a big, big thing, and they didn't offer a women's team until I think once you hit the age of 15, they started offering it. But I had no other options but to play with the the boys and the men, and I just got really comfortable. Like even to this day, I still talk to all of my teammates. Like they really welcomed me, and I never felt out of place. And then I just worked my way up and stuck with it. That's
0: huge. That's huge that you felt that kind of welcoming presence. Cause I feel like, especially at at an age as young as you started, like that's it, that's really important in order to like keep young women, young girls in sports. Um, I was just wondering what was kind of the biggest challenge of playing with men or were there, there any,
2: um, there were a few. So the caliber, like the shots that you're getting were a lot harder. And I think, because I'm a, I'm shorter. That was definitely a challenge for me. Like they were so much taller that shots would just go in over my shoulders or over my head. And I would say that was probably my biggest deficit. But other than that, like even opponents, like always respected me. Like I never had gotten any flack for being a woman or anything like that. So really nothing to complain about there.
0: Good. I love that real King support Queens. That's what I say all the time. Um, And what was kind of the biggest advantage of Of that kind of upbringing um I think it just gave me this drive like I always felt
2: super empowered and like everything I set out to do no matter now if it's in like school or work life or social life like I want to be the best person that I can be like I just have such a drive and such a mentality from growing up in such a competitive atmosphere that like I'm always going to put 110% effort into like anything I do
0: amazing and what do you think um, is one way or what's a way that um, you maybe have already like enacted already to try and get more women into lacrosse? Yeah.
2: So it's starting, there is a league in my, well near my hometown that's geared towards introducing um, young girls into the sport. But other than that, I do, I've helped with a the lacrosse camp here um, for young girls. I've done the um, fast and female. Um, so it's, just a big, like there's representatives from every sport go in and kind of, um, hold presentations for like young girls to learn the sport and try to, um, promote them to play and get active and like athletics. So those are a couple things I've done, but other than that, it's just being like present in like social media and things like that. I think are really important to try to promote young girls to continue. For
0: sure. I actually, I intern with the, the GIST Canada and um they are just I mean like obviously I'm biased because I work for them but like it's been amazing kind of working in that environment and with the community of like strong women empowering other other women so yeah yeah
1: for sure that's always great to see um now you grew up you mentioned you grew up in a small town uh, our research told us it's port lambton and you end up at trent university just a, a quick little five-hour drive away how did how did trent become The school that you decided you wanted to go to
2: yeah so when I was younger um, for box across I played six years with team Ontario and lacrosse is really really big in the Whitby and Peterborough centers and when I played with team Ontario I I made a bunch of friends that were from the Peterborough area so I don't know how it naturally fell into place but Peterborough and lacrosse went hand in hand in my mind So Trent University was where I landed. And
1: what was that adjustment like living away from home and taking on the challenge of being a student athlete as well?
2: Yeah, well, you can imagine how close me and my mom are. uh, The (laughs) youngest and the only girl. So that was definitely a really, really hard adjustment for me. But honestly, lacrosse was the best thing that could have happened because the support I was getting from my coaches at the time, and my teammates, like, I don't think I would have made it past first year if I didn't have their support. It's yeah, tough.
0: But- yeah. Honestly. Um, did you, so did you know any of your teammates before, or did you just think Peterborough lacrosse, or did you actually know some people who went to Trent?
2: I had played with two of my teammates previously in box okay. lacrosse, so I knew a couple, but I was still pretty shy and quiet so
0: and um, honestly I don't believe you I was too in my first year rookie year actually no if my coach is listening to this my old coach incoming athletes incoming athletes they're not rookies but um, I was also wondering so you mentioned before you were living with some roommates or any of your teammates roommates or are they people from your program
2: yeah so there's five of us that live in my house and four of us are lacrosse players okay and how is that balanced oh it's great like I have no issues with it I mean it's funny to leave the field and then come and to like our home setting and everybody's like, oh, what'd you think of this? Or what'd you think of it?" It's just like lacrosse never leaves. Like it's always a part of our day. Well,
1: you are the defending champions for a reason. Maybe that's the secret to success right there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and so you mentioned earlier that you're pursuing a bachelor of education. Why is that so important? Do you be, do you want to become a teacher? What's, uh, tell yeah, us about that.
2: So- ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be a teacher. And luckily enough, Trent does have a really, really good bachelor of education program that I was so excited to um, be accepted into. Like I had applied to Western and to Trent. And in my mind, it was always Trent. Like I wanted to stay here. I'm really comfortable here now. Peterborough is a great area, lots of friends. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully once my degree is done, I'll be able to stick around but it'd be great
0: and um do you so why did you when you're younger do you know like why you wanted to become a teacher like did you watch like a tv show or were your parents teachers no I think honestly it was
2: just I had so many really big influential teachers in my upbringing I had like I can think of right now three from my high school and one from my elementary school that really just like ingrained in my mind the impact that teachers can have on their students and it just made me want to be a person that has those positive influences on kids. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was also lucky all throughout my life to have so many great teachers. It really does make so much of a difference when you're younger. Uh, and of course, you do have the championships of the OUA coming up. You're hoping to defend that title. How's the preparation been going in Peterborough?
2: Oh, it's been pretty intense. not going to lie. <laughs> We've been going five days a week and Our focus, we've really been pushing ourselves in terms of conditioning and then learning new plays and defenses. And it's just our eyes are so set on that prize. Like we have, that's been our goal all year is OUAs, OUAs, and everything before then like is being pushed to the side. Like it's just, we're focusing on that and it's just one game at a time.
1: Every team that plays you this year knows that they're taking on the OUA champions. You know that they're getting You're getting their best effort. Have you been feeling that so far, that people are really showing up to play you and try and beat
0: you?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say probably Queens and Trent have a long, deep-seated rivalry (laughs) Okay. That's definitely been like in the forefront of all of our minds, because I think if we are thinking long-term in the OUA Championships, it's going to be a battle between us in the finals again which is a rematch from 2019. So it's kind of funny in that regards, but.
1: That's one to look forward to for sure. But we know that you've got lots of training to do. So we just uh, didn't want to take up too much more of your time, but we want to hit you with a little rapid fire around here just about uh, how you prepare for games and just about you in general. Justine, do you wanna take her through our very intimidating and challenging rapid fire question?
0: Sure, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, we just wanted to throw some like fun questions in at the end. So, favorite pre-game pump up song? Oh,
2: Till I Collapse by Eminem. Good one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, favorite meal, doesn't have to be pre-game meal, just like favorite meal in general.
2: I'm definitely a steak and potatoes type of girl.
0: Oh love some steak um favorite tv show
2: Phrase Anatomy oh
0: so good I honestly I personally haven't watched it because just so much it's it's a huge commitment but I've heard amazing yeah. things
1: you just know it's good just
0: yes yeah. it's it's <laughs> iconic
2: yeah. I definitely recommend
0: who's your favorite
2: character um it was Christina but she's gone now so it's Meredith <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, if you weren't playing lacrosse, what sport would you play? Probably hockey. Okay. And why? Is that how hockey was invented? Oh. Yeah.
2: I did play hockey when I was younger, but I was a player. Yeah. just kind of weird. Maybe I'd try and be a goalie now.
0: That's fun. And then, so if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Okay. This may seem really, really random, um, but Tom Brady... Okay. is like
2: my number one sports icon i would absolutely love to pick his brain over dinner not just because he's nice to look at but <laughs> i think he's really motivational and would have some really really cool things to say i hope then,
1: giselle isn't one of our listeners yeah
2: yeah no kidding <laughs> and then i would probably say um my grandpa who had passed away or who has passed away um just would be really awesome to have a sit down conversation with him and just kind of um, reminisce on the past and kind of talk about the things that have been happening in my life within the past couple of years and just kind of catch up on everything. Two, wow. two
1: great answers for very different reasons, but yeah. yeah, that's really nice. One last rapid fire question for you. Who's going to be the 2021 OUA women's lacrosse champions? Oh,
2: the Trent Excalibur.
1: <laughs> a bold take, a little controversial. Let's go.
0: <laughs> this
1: is a non-biased podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for spending some time with us here today on OUA in conversation. We really appreciate it and uh, good luck with the upcoming tournament.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: And another big thank you to Emily for joining us here on OUA in conversation. Of course you can catch the lacrosse championships this weekend. We got nine teams facing off to be crowned the best team in Ontario. As we mentioned, those Trent Excalibur, they are the defending champions.
0: The lacrosse championships are this weekend, and also field hockey is ramping up their playoffs with the semifinals uh, this weekend. Guelph is taking on Western on Friday, and York is taking on U of T on Saturday. And the two winners will face in the finals next weekend.
1: Yeah, it should be a couple of really great games. Last time Guelph played Western... Uh, Guelph just won two to one barely and the last time York and U of T T played it was actually a two-two tie so a lot of really close competition in the field hockey.
0: I'm excited and also in the rugby they are also entering their semi-final stage so on the men's side Brock is taking on Guelph and RMC is playing Queens a little Kingston rivalry there.
1: Love a good Kingston rivalry. Uh, On the women's side of the rugby, also their semifinals, McMaster will travel to Guelph to take on the Griffins. Guelph won that last matchup 47-16, to but that was more than a month ago, so some time for McMaster to improve. And Then Brock will travel to Kingston to take on the undefeated Queen's Gales.
0: And while the women's rugby team will be away, St. Catharines will be getting some action this weekend as the rowing championships are coming to town. Um, the Western Mustangs are the defending women's and men's champions.
1: Yeah, speaking of Western, they're also going to be playing some important football this weekend. A lot of great games uh, with a lot of playoff matchups on the line. Uh, we've got Ottawa versus Carleton tonight, Thursday night. And then on Saturday, some of the big games include Guelph at McMaster, Laurier at Waterloo, and as we mentioned, Western traveling to Windsor. So it's the last week of the regular season, Justine. A ton of playoff placements on the line.
0: And some great matchups, too. We got Ottawa-Carlton, the Battle of of Ottawa, Laurier-Waterloo, Battle of Waterloo. So some great matchups there in the last week.
1: Yeah. We were listing off all of those championships there. I was getting worried that uh, some of those sports would be wrapping up, but hockey and basketball are starting next Wednesday, so the OUA never lets us down. There's always more coming.
0: And as always, you can catch all the games this weekend on OUA.tv.
1: That'll do it for this week of OUA In Conversation. Uh, I'm Griffin Porter. Joining me, as always, Justine Jones. Thanks again to Emily Van Dam. We'll catch you guys next Thursday.